Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It is October 31st. Yes, it's Halloween, and it's not spooky at all here for the Week 9 NFL Football Podcast. I am joined today by my good buddy, Will Chief Justice 06. Not spooky, my friend, um, but I am here for the treats and not the trick. <laughs> yeah, man, let's, let's, let's definitely hand out the treats. Uh I think last week was a pretty good week for everyone if they kind of roll with some plays we liked. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I was all over uh, Stafford last week, Stafford and Galladay. That was huge for me. Um, obviously, I couldn't predict Tevin Coleman was going to go off. Uh, had, had a fair amount of Fournette. But overall, man, it was a really good week, so not going to complain. I am disappointed that my good buddies at FanDuel have now eliminated making us a millionaire on Sunday, and now we'll have to be a 300000 there on Sunday. Nevertheless, I will still be playing. But uh should be a good week. Definitely ready to get ramped up. I'm sure we'll get some hot takes on this show, and hopefully we'll be right. Yeah, so, like, Tevin Coleman actually was on my best team last week. And, like, it more it was more of just, like, I played the 49ers defense everywhere last week. So, like, I ended up – it wasn't like I loved Coleman or anything. I just ended up on Coleman on some teams because I played the correlation of the 49ers defense with them. So um, it yeah. worked out like that team had Allen Robinson and Kenny Stills and Lev Bell on it and still put up like 180 points or something like that. Like it, it had the potential to have like a monster monster day. Like it had Lat Murray and those guys on it, but so, but yeah, I'm ready to get into this week. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. They have their $300,000 Hooters main event um, happening this weekend. It's 150 entry max, $25 buy-in. 50K up top pays out 2,400 spots. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, like I said, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Really love what they're doing over there with rake-free DFS. And instead of like 100K and, and taking 33% of the prize pool to first place, um, you know, we're, we're getting a decent payout here. So if you have a really good team, you're going you're gonna to have some nice, a nice payday if you finish in the top three. So make sure 
you check them out and I've said it a bunch. Um, I've saved over $2,000 in rake since playing um, football over there on fantasy drafts. So check them out, give them some love and um, Will, let's jump right in. We do have some showdown slates to start off with this week um, because with basketball, man, like we just don't have time to break these apart on other podcasts like we've been doing. So we start with the 49ers and the Cardinals. 42 and a half total here. San Francisco's favored by 10 and a half. Um, let's start with the 49ers side. Showdown slate. Uh, I'm loading up on the 49ers because I think this defense crushes this rookie. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a short week. I do think the Cardinals will maybe score two touchdowns, and that's about where the line is, really. Um, but outside of that, I, I don't think they do much. The 49ers defense, defense travels in the NFL. This defense has been playing really well. I don't think we'll spend a whole bunch of time on this showdown, Stevie. I think you load up on the 49ers. I think, you know, you kind of decide. I think Coleman had a huge game. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be popular, but for good reason. I think they moved the ball down the field. I think they scored a ton. Uh, our good friend, Mr. George Kittle, if you really believe that tight ends destroy the Cardinals, then uh, he's got captain with his name written all over it. So, uh, Kittle's probably going to be a huge play this week, uh, along with uh, Coleman. I think if you kind of want to maybe get a little bit different, maybe throw Emmanuel Sanders in the captain and uh, see if he kind of rattles off one of those, you know, 60, 70-yard touchdowns. If he does that and everything after that is great. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with the showdown. Definitely not – definitely would be an onslaught week for me. A lot of 49ers, 49ers, no more than two Cardinals in any lineup that I have. Yeah, I love Captain Kittle. Even if you don't believe in Arizona stinking against tight ends and you want to overlook the fact that they're allowing the most fantasy points to tight ends this season, that's fine. The dude still has a 26% target share at tight end, and we were a little concerned. Could that be hurt a little by Emmanuel Sanders? Nope, 32% target share with Manny Sanders last week. Um, he's the guy. Like He is the number one wide receiver on this team, and he's a tight end, so – um, love George Kittle, like Sanders. Um, don't mind playing Coleman. I like Coleman a little bit more. And so we got news that Brita and Mozart are likely both going to play. Um, so, but I still like Coleman. I, I like the 49ers defense. I, I could see playing them here. And then on the Arizona side, like we're waiting to see if David Johnson's going to play. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like, you know, he is very, very iffy. He practiced Wednesday. That was more than likely a walkthrough. It wasn't full pads or anything. Like, give him another 10 days, in my opinion. And we probably see, like, a Kenyon Drake 65% and, um, you know, a Zenner slash Morris 35% here uh, for Arizona. But, again, like, do you trust them in this spot? No. Like, this is a, this is a rough spot for Arizona going up against this defense. Yeah, it is, man. The, the only thing I would say, though, is I still think they're going to score at least two touchdowns. And, and the only reason why I'm saying that is it's a short week, man. And maybe yeah. they struggle a little bit, you know. And, and then, of course, if they, if they get out to some form of a lead, maybe they, maybe they score a garbage touchdown or something like that. I, you know, so that, that's kind of where I'm at with Arizona. That's why I would just kind of, you know, maybe get, get a core group of guys that I like in one lineup, especially if you're going to multi-enter and kind of, you know, filter through, you know, one to two Cardinals. 
And, you know, if you're building a bunch of teams, then maybe get you a couple different core lineups and filter through. Uh, but that's where I'm at. I don't, do I think the 49ers, I mean, the Cardinals win this game? No. Uh, but I do think they pull off a touchdown or two. So that, that's where I just kind of filter through guys. I don't have any favorite plays for the Cardinals. Yeah, I think my favorite play would probably be like Christian Kirk. Like, give me the upside. If I'm going to play anybody or the kicker. Like, I, I can <laughs> see that. I could see them driving down the field here and, like, Zane Gonzalez kicking two or three field goals. Like, he's done that a lot this season because this team stinks in the red zone. So, yeah. um, I don't mind, like, a Zane Gonzalez type of play either. So, um, from one showdown to the other, we go to London. We go to the 9.30 a.m. game. Um, I was kind of really hoping that this game was going to be on the main slate, to be honest, because I, I like this game. This game's kind of kind of solid here. Um I don't even see a showdown slate for this game. So we're just going to, we don't have pricing or anything in front oh, of us. There will be one, guaranteed. Right, for sure. <laughs> um, so let's just talk about who we overall like here, not knowing pricing. Um, I, I think you, you have to start with like a Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, I think on showdowns, um, I definitely think you get some Kenny Stills in this matchup. Had a rough week last week. Uh, I don't, I don't think. Um, Fuller's coming back this week, at least according to his injury report. I don't think he is. Um, so I, I would go ahead and load him up, man. Yeah, I like he's still out for week nine. Yeah, I, I would go ahead and load up uh, that the double combo there. On showdowns, I definitely think this is a spot you get you a little bit of exposure to Darren Fells again. Um, and I, I think that's the approach you take. I still think Hyde is fine. You know, and, and stuff like that. But but I think the main guys for me would be Watson, Hopkins, Stills, Fells, uh, on the Houston side of the ball. Yeah, um, Fells is definitely sneaky. I, I think both tight ends are sneaky if you're playing showdown. Like if sure, yeah. if, if like Jordan Atkins is like super cheap, like he had five targets last week. So um, mm-hmm. if he's cheap, like he's like that eight hundred dollar play. Um, yeah, I definitely don't hate that. So. On the Jags side of things, uh, Marquise Lee got sent to the IR. Uh, Chris Conley coming off of a game where he had seven targets. D.D. Westbrook disappeared last week. But, it, it, again, it just it's D.J. Chark. Like, he's just – he's the number one wide receiver for the Jags. Um, the tight end situation's a mess. Leonard Fournette's touches are insane. But Houston's allowing the most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. I think you can make a strong, strong argument for DJ Chark as your captain on the showdown slate. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with that at all because, you know, the other half of it is Chark has the upside. Like, it's not like he's a, you know, he's a possession guy. I mean, he's got big playability. He can take a 60-yarder to a house, a 50-yarder to the house. Um, You know, those type of guys, you definitely want to have some exposure to them in the captain. And you got to know – that Hopkins or Watson are probably going to be the top two guys in the captain on that showdown. Um, and so, you know, while I think I'd be willing to fade Watson more than Hopkins, uh, but Chark, I, I, you know, I, I think that's a great play in the captain. Um, if you're really, really frisky and you think Lornette, uh, Fournette has some touchdown regression coming, I think you play Fournette in the captain. I don't think a lot of people will play him. Um, not that this is the easiest team in the world to run on, but just with the amount of uh, bad touchdown luck he's had this season. I mean, beat at the goal line and just can't get across. Uh, it's been terrible. 
So perhaps this is a game where he gets in three times, you know, rushes for 80 yards, catches five passes for 30 yards, and boom, you look and he's a slate breaker for the showdown, of course. So Fournette would be a sneaky guy for me in the captain. The 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 work work volume alone makes him worth looking at in captain, but I'm gonna guess, just kind of knowing how these showdown slates have been over the past you know year, I think we're gonna get a nice discount from Fournette to Chark. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll have to see how it plays out, but well, the people are ready. They're here for the main slate. We're ready to get jumped into this slate. We start with my Dolphins, the Jets and the Dolphins, 41 Ooh. total. Jets favored by three in this game. Could have some potential um, rain in this one. It's supposed to rain in Florida all day on, on Sunday, so we'll see. Let's start with the Jets. Lev Bell is really letting us down. But, man, Will, if there's ever a spot for Le'Veon Bell to, to break <laughs> one out, like, doesn't this just seem like the spot? Man, you know it. Uh, in fact, the Jets offense, um, I've got them ranked as my third favorite offense this week. Um, so – so the Dolphins have been so bad. I mean, all the number one wide receivers pretty much catch touchdowns. Um, and so you got to think a guy like Robbie Anderson gets loose this week. I just, I just don't see how uh, he doesn't have a monster game. I, I don't see how Lev Bell, especially after Adam Gase came out and publicly said, you know, he didn't know why. You know, it was on him that Le'Veon only got 15 touches in that game. I think it was 15 touches that he said. So, with that being the case, I feel like the Jets are going to make a conscious effort to get Lev Bell involved in the passing game and in the running game. I saw a crazy stat where it talked about Lev Bell was probably averaging, I think, almost five yards to carry and another 5.6 targets or catches per game and everything's down. Like, I think he's averaging four yards to carry or, you know, four, four point something catches a game, something crazy. Uh, but this is the game – you know, this is a stat sheet stuffer. If I was rolling this out, man, I wouldn't mind Darnold, Lev Bell, and Anderson or Darnold, Lev Bell, Demarius Thomas, or Donald Lev Bell, Crowder. Like, you know, one of these receivers is going to get off. And don't forget about our good friend, our red zone target, Mr. Ryan Griffin. Um, definitely sprinkle him in if you're really high on the Jets. Make sure Chris Herndon doesn't play. If you're going to play Ryan Griffin, like, he's still yeah. kind of questionable. Um, I was one week off on Ryan Griffin, man. Like, I love that dude two weeks ago <laughs> on the showdown slate. He busted. He was so open so much. And then, yeah. Um, I like Robbie Anderson or DT Crowder's um, there. But I think, like, Anderson and DT have a little bit more upside. But, you know, you could really take a shot on anybody. It's the Dolphins. So, Hate the fact that we got to pay, you know, what, $800 more for Lev Bell here after he kind of dudded um, like three weeks oh, in a row. But they yeah. that dynamic pricing. <laughs> so on the Miami side of things, like in DVOA, the Jets rank um, six against the run, but they're allowing the fifth most fantasy points uh, to running backs. Mark Walton played 94% of the snaps against the Steelers on Monday night. It seems to be his backfield. Balaz really hasn't done anything to kind of, you know, earn it. So what are we doing here with a Mark Walton at $4,500? I think you consider him. Um, I mean, I think – to me, he's better than Ty Johnson last week. Wouldn't you agree? 
No, uh, everybody's I mean, better than Chase Edmonds and Ty Johnson last week. And, and, and ironically, I didn't play either of those guys, so I saved myself on that one. Uh, but, I mean, that, that that's kind of the, the direction that I would go. Uh, last week, guess what his target share was, Stevie? 18.2%. I mean, at the running back position, you know, if he's going to get the attempts – um, and, and then, you know, and then if he's also going to get work in a passing game at, at 4,500, I mean, I think you have to think that, you know, that's that's an avenue to success. Uh, and I also don't mind Devontae Parker in this game. Uh, you know, 24.2% of the target share, uh, you know, last week. He's only at 18% of the season. Keep in mind that split between uh, Fitz and Rosen. And if you look, the last two weeks that Fitz has started, he was at 29.4% in week seven, 24.2% in week eight. Uh, definitely think Devontae Parker is viable here in this game. I don't want to play a lot of Dolphins, but if I had to run a correlation play, I'd definitely play Parker on the other side. Yeah, I think, like, if you're if you're playing some Jets, I don't mind, like, you know, you don't have to go crazy. But if you're playing, like, a Lev Bell, you can run it back with a Preston Williams or a Devontae Parker, like, or Walton. Walton's just cheap. I could see him more as like a one-off too. So, um, obviously, there's a lot of different ways to attack this one. Um, let's move on. We got Washington at Buffalo. There's not a lot of ways to attack this one. It's a 37 total. Buffalo's favored by nine and a half. We like Terry McLaurin. We I talk about this guy more than a lot. Um, I always give credit to Eric Crane. He was on him before everybody else in the industry. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but Man, oh, man, Will, if there's ever a week just to completely stay away from Washington, this is a week. If you're going to play anybody from Washington, it's Terry McLaurin. But, like, it's just – this is ugly, ugly, ugly spot. Man, I've got one more – I've got one more play from Washington that I think we all need to consider this week. Um, man, I don't usually bang the drum like this on, on this particular spot. But I think this is a spot for the Washington defense this week. Not a whole lot of defenses with upside. Cheapest defense on the slate across the industry. They're the number one defense for me this week. I'm I'm almost at the lock button on them. I mean, if you look at where they're at on uh, DK, I think they are, what, 2,500, 1,800? They're 1,800 on DK. I think they're 3K on FanDuel against a Buffalo team that's going to play slow. Do I think they'll score some points? Yes. But I'm not expecting any defense on this slate to just run away with it like, like as, as if we have the Patriots or the 49ers. I'm just, I'm just not expecting that. I don't even think the Jets are going to do that against Miami. So if, if that's the way I feel, and that's the way I feel this week, the Washington Redskins are almost a lock button for me on both sides. They're, they're, I think, you know, just take them. They're the cheapest one, and you run Outside of that, of course, uh, Terry McLaurin, I think you take a shot on him. Sorry to hog it up with defense, but I just – I love the Washington defense this week. Yeah, I like the defenses, both the defenses in the first game too, the yeah. Jets and the Dolphins. You play either one of those defenses too if you want to take shots. Um, prefer the Jets. Um, I like the Washington defense call. It does not mean I don't love John Brown. Um, no, no, I no. Love, yeah, yeah. Like John Brown breakout game, it's, it's just coming, Will. Like I, I'm patiently – I'm not even patiently waiting for it. I couldn't really play him last week because of the wind and all the weather issues last week. Like, and, and he like he didn't. It's not like he had a bad game last week, but like the the weather aspect of that game absolutely crushed his upside. So I moved off of him. But 
I love this spot for John Brown. I think that he's just going to have a monster game. And, like, I don't know if it happens this week. It sets up well this week. But, you know, if they had a running back that I, I love, um, I, I think that you can take some shots here on Singletary. He did – he outsnapped Gore by a lot last week. Like, if you want that trend to continue – Maybe you take a shot on Singletary here in, in large field tournaments. Um, he's 4,700. He's a nice pivot off of, like, if Walton becomes very popular. But he's a guy that can really do some damage in the in the passing game. So, definitely don't mind him. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I, and I don't hate the Buffalo defense. I think they're the chalk defense this week, um, even at the ex- expensive price tag. They – I would say they probably have the highest floor. Um if yeah, you, I mean, if you, wanna, if you if you want to consider floor for a defense, like however, like no, the Patriots have a floor. The the, the, <laughs> the Patriots have a floor this year. Three it's like floor. <laughs> it, it's like well, honestly, I think their floor is like twelve. I think the Patriots get you around twelve every week, to, in my opinion. So I that's the only defense that I, I I think has a floor. San Francisco probably has a floor. I think it's a little bit lower, but. But, yeah, I, I totally get it, man. I'm just – I'm on the other side this week. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to fade the Buffalo defense completely. Uh, I just think – I think going cheap at defense this week is the way to go. Um, is there anybody that you want to munch, mention here from Buffalo? No, not really, man. You, you hit the nail on the head. John Brown is a play every week. So, I, that's that's about it. I don't, I don't see anybody else. I've got some other plays down the line that I'm, I'm much higher on. All right, Tennessee at Carolina, 41 total here. Carolina favored by three and a half in this game. Um, Tannehill missed his fourth touchdown. Almost got it, Will. Almost got my four <laughs> touchdown Tannehill call. But, hey, Tannehill sucks if you listen to everybody else. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Tennessee? Yeah, man, I mean, I, I, think, I honestly think this game might have some sneaky shootout potential. And I, I'm, I'm only saying that because – Carolina is coming off of a thrashing, just a massive beatdown. And you got to think they're going to want to come out and put together a good showing at home. I think Carolina gets out a little bit early in this one. And I think Tennessee trails and they have to throw the ball a little bit more than they want to. And so if I think that's the game script in this game, I'm not afraid of Kyle Allen, you know, not pushing the ball down the field when he has to. And so, so as a result of that, you know, I, I, think it's a, it's, I think it's a time to go right back to the well on A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Had somewhat of a disappointing outing last week. Uh, everyone was kind of frustrated that, you know, they didn't have a little bit more passing. I think this is a week you can go right back to the well on them. Obviously, we know Tevin Coleman destroyed the Carolina Panthers last week. Tennessee does not have the same offensive line that the 49ers do. Uh, if, Del- if Delaney Walker is out again, I will be back on the John Roo Smith train. Uh, but, but I think this Tennessee Titans passing game is viable again this week because I think they're going to be behind for a, a little portion of this game and have to throw to get back in. Yeah, like if you're thinking that's how the game script's going to go, you definitely want to have some interest in Brown and um, Davis. If you, I, I could see like Derrick Henry scoring two touchdowns in this game. Like, if you want to, like, take shots on him, I think he's more of, like, a FanDuel Yahoo type play. But, like, I, I could see Derrick Henry scoring two touchdowns in this game. Just, you know, we, we we say that the offensive line – the offensive line for Tennessee is terrible for what it's worth. Um, very bad. Very, very bad. Um, 
but like DVOA wise, Carolina's rush defense is terrible. They're thirtieth in DVOA against the run. So I, I just Derrick Henry, he has those games where like he scores two touchdowns. He gets plenty of carries. You know, he he's gonna need touchdowns because he's not gonna fill your your stat sheet up with like catches and receiving yards. So again, yeah. probably more of like a FanDuel type play. Um, the real question here, Will, is Christian McCaffrey is 10k um <laughs> you know, like dealing dealing somewhat with a knee injury but like he just faced arguably the best defense in the league you know you can argue that san francisco or, or new england they both have the stats to be called the best defense whatever you want to say yeah arguably they're one and the, two in everything doesn't yeah. matter yeah so and like he just put up 30 fantasy points against san francisco so like that whole like 3x whatever whatever your multiplier you're looking for like you can't roll it out for Christian McCaffrey because the dude's going to touch the ball 20 25 times 20 to 25 times in this game yeah man listen I I think this is probably I think this is the biggest decision that most of us may have to make and maybe not most but um unless you're going to play some of these cheap running backs and uh, hope they get you 20 then really, you know, the top two guys are going to be, I think, McCaffrey and Cook. Um, I do have Cook rank higher than McCaffrey this week for what it's worth. I mean, it's only a $500 difference, but totally different game. But Christian McCaffrey has been so consistent. I think, if, I think if you jam in McCaffrey this week, you're going to have some automatic differentiation, especially if you jam on both ends. And I think it could force you to some unique lineup construction. So, uh, you know, I, I love Christian McCaffrey here. I, I think he's in play every week. I didn't play him last week because I, I felt really good about Fournette, felt really good about some other guys. But, though, you know, some of the guys that I like, they, they're not on this slate. So I, I think this is going to be a week I just play McCaffrey and I figure it out from there. I think I'm jamming them both in this week for what it's worth, though. Ooh, jamming them in. Uh, James Conner obviously just determ- determines – him and Philip Lindsay determine a lot, and we'll get into that when we get to those two guys because if those guys are out, they free up so much, um, so much cap and so much that you can do with your lineup. So, um, obviously, like when you're looking at it, Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. Um, I do not hate DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel in this spot. You know, Greg Olson is kind of just blah right now. Like, he hasn't had big games with Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen would rather throw to to Christian McCaffrey than than Greg Olson. But I I think that when you're looking at, like, pricing and everything, like, you have to consider DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, assuming that Curtis Samuel is good to go. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. And if he's out, like, you really have to like DJ Moore. Yeah, man. I mean, let's look, DJ Moore is 4,800. Uh, had five targets last week, seven targets the week before that. That was against Tampa Bay. Six targets against Jacksonville. Catches, uh, not targets. Yeah, yeah nine, catches. Ten, I'm sorry. Catches, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, calm, calm that down, Will. You're, you're yeah. going to turn people off of him here. Yeah, yeah. D- didn't mean I, – I, I, meant, I meant catches, not, not targets. Sorry, guys. In those games, eight targets, ten targets, nine targets. Uh, you know, we were talking about the big game coming for John Brown. I think DJ Morris – Got a big game looming as well. Um, so, I, you know, I like these guys. I, like I said, I think this game is going to go a little different than Vegas thinks. And sometimes I have those convictions. This is not my favorite stack. That one's coming up in a minute. 
But this one is definitely, I think, number two on my list. The Jets would be number three. The Carolina passing attack, including Christian McCaffrey. So uh, that's, that should tell you something about this morning grind game that we'll get to a little later on. Vikings and Chiefs, um, no total on this one. Obviously, we're patiently, patiently waiting to see if Patrick Mahomes is going to play this week or not. Changes the whole game. And and I hate to say that, like, Patrick Mahomes is doubtful. Um, you know, maybe he plays, but they haven't ruled him out yet. It, it's very likely that Matt Moore plays here. Um, what are we liking here for Minnesota? Um, listen, man, I, I love Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, I've got him ranked number one on my list. Um, you know, going into Arrowhead, had a pretty letdown game against Washington. Um, looks like I think we're going to get Adam Thielen back this week. I know he's questionable. Uh, you know, practice limited today. I, I think I think we're on Wednesday. I think we'll get him back. Uh, but th- this is my favorite spot of the week. And ironically, uh, Stevie, I really, even though it's my favorite spot. I really don't want to play Thielen or Diggs because I don't want to play the guessing game. My favorite combo this week is just running Cousins out with Dalvin Cook. You know, I, I think this is a spot where Cousins can throw three touchdowns, throw for over 300 yards, and, you know, I, I think 50 to 100 of those yards could be the Dalvin Cook. And then you just divvy it up between Rudolph and, you know, maybe they still run Ola B.C. Johnson because maybe Thielen's not 100%. You know, maybe Diggs catches a couple. Um, but that that's kind of the approach I'm going to take. So I think Cousins to Dalvin Cook um, is going to kind of be the way I go. And I think I'm going to jam in Christian McCaffrey. So you already know my lineup construction is going to seem thin uh, until it rolls out on Sunday. But I'm pretty excited about this combination. Kirk to Dalvin Cook, favorite combination of the week. Yeah, um, I, I obviously don't hate that. If Thielen doesn't play, or if Thielen plays, I don't mind Stephon Diggs. Um, he's had some big games recently. I know yeah. um, definitely don't hate him in this spot. And then, like, on the Kansas City side, um, Sammy Watkins is really, really cheap. He had eight targets with Matt Moore last week. Matt Moore is not Patrick Mahomes, but Sammy Watkins has really solid upside against um, with this price range. Um, what else do you like here, assuming that it's going to be Matt Moore and not Mahomes? Yeah, man, I, I think if you if you like these guys, I think you have to like Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, had eight targets last week. I mean, his targets have been pretty steady all year. But I, I still feel like, you know, Kelsey is still going to be a security blanket for him, uh, you know, in the seam, some, some of the tight end out routes. So I, I like Kelsey um, as well. You know, Tyreek Hill, he just seems to get there. Uh, you know, week to week to week. He had nine targets last week at home against Green Bay. Turned that into six catches for uh, 76 yards, no touchdowns. But, you know, I, I still think he's viable. As, as much as I like Minnesota this week, uh, I, I don't know how much exposure I'm going to be able to get to some of these guys because of the construction route I'm trying to take. Uh, but I do think, you know, if I, th- I, I do think this is a game where if you're playing Minnesota guys, you need to have a few guys from Kansas City sprinkled. Yeah, it's Sammy Watkins. Take the take the cheap old price tag, man. Like he's just he's really cheap this week. So yeah. Um, For sure. Moving on, we got Chicago at Philadelphia. Forty-two total here. Philly favored by five in this game. Uh, what do you like here for the Bears? Man, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson, 
Allen Robinson. I think everybody's going to be on Robinson this week, uh, and, and for good reason. Uh, I have to kind of see, you know, where his ownership ends up as the week progresses. Uh, but, but you got to think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be high, but I think it'll be in the middle, somewhere around, you know, 15 to 20%. Uh, and that's going to be worth it to me. I mean, if you look at this guy's target share, I mean, you know, on the season he's at 26.1%. There's barely another receiver close to that. Tariq Cohen has the next heart highest target share at uh, at 18.5. So I, I like Robinson. I think this is a week he gets off, and um, you know I'm just kind of going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, well, when Mitchell Trubisky throws for six touchdowns um, this week, <laughs> like he's obviously going to throw at least a couple to Robinson. So. Yes. I love Mitch Trubisky this week. He's my guy. Um, I told you this pre-show. You already know. I'm not going to spend yep. a ton of time on it. Um, like, we quickly forget because Trubisky's numbers aren't amazing that this dude was, qu- like, quarterback top five, like, three, four, five times last year. He had multiple 30. He had a 40-point game last year. Um, we get a spot here against Philadelphia – where he's the dog, it's a funnel defense, and they have been terrible against the pass all year. They cannot guard anybody. We have Allen Robinson, who's very talented. We have Taylor Gabriel, who is going to run right past these guys and catch two long touchdowns of Mitchell (laughs) Trubisky's six. Like, I love Trubisky here. I think he's going to have a big game. I don't like David Montgomery. I know he had 27 carries last week. That's awesome. I'll play him in another week where – Trubisky's not going to throw for 15 touchdowns. So, um, I honestly, I think this is a spot the Bears, you know, beat Philadelphia. And I think that, like, Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, I love Gabriel. He's 3,900. This is one of the tightest caps that we've had all year. And Philly just can't guard anybody. Like, Taylor Gabriel is going to – he's going to have a long touchdown, Will. I'm calling it now. He's going to have a long touchdown. Man, well, listen, that's the case, man. I, I need to start getting my Gabriel shares up now. I'm telling you, it's coming. Like, you know, we, we, we dig into all the all the metrics and all the, the speed, and I can get into all that. But, like, he, this is just this is going to be a spot where Taylor Gabriel runs. He's going to wave to Ronald Darby as he's running past him to the end zone. Like, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, if I like Trubisky as much as I do, and I'm not joking, everybody, just so you know, I really do like Mitchell Trubisky this week, um, then I have to run it back. And do I run it back with, like, a Jordan Howard who is coming off of 23 carries? Um, you seem to be the guy last week when Sanders got hurt, and obviously we'll have to see if, like, Sanders plays. He expects to play. But, like, we're potentially getting, you know, Deshaun Jackson back this week, which should free things up for Jeffrey. Jeffrey's only 5K. Like, Ertz, yeah, I know Goddard has been a guy that's kind of stealing some love there. But if I'm running it back, like, I'm probably going to mix it. I'm going to have so many stacks that I'll probably have some Ertz. I'll have some Jeffrey. If Deshaun plays, I'll have some of him. Jordan Howard's still cheap enough. I'll have some of him. But really, like, Jeffrey has the touchdown equity. He always does. Yeah, man, for sure. And let me just say, Stevie, when when I opened up the pricing this week and saw that Zach Ertz was forty seven hundred, I mean, I I was shocked. However, he just hasn't had the production this year. 
I mean, if you would have told me last year that Zach Ertz was going to be 4,700 anytime this year, I would have said, I'm definitely going to plug him in. Um, he just hasn't had the numbers, hasn't had the targets either. That's, that's the other thing. I mean, you know, most games, you know, we've seen him get up into the double digits a lot of times. Um, but, but this year, he, he had one game with 16 targets and turned that into 17.2 fantasy points. That, that should tell you all you need to know. Last season, if he would have had 16 targets, that would have been more like 40 fantasy points. So this is – he's just having a rough year. But at this price, Stevie, I just feel like I almost have to pull the trigger at 4,700. So he's a guy I've, I've really got my eye on this week. If, you know, if I decide not to play John Smith or Ryan Griffin, uh, I think he's a guy I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, for sure. Um, the week two, just so you guys know, just put in context, that was the week. Yeah, Deshaun was out. Goddard was out. So just just saying, like D- Deshaun was out and Jeffrey were, was out. Actually, they were all out. Yeah. So of course he had a monster game. <laughs> like, um, Colts and Steelers, forty-three total here. Indy's favored by one. Uh, Jacoby Brissett continues to impress this season. He's looked really good, uh, winning games. Um, anything standing out to you here for the Colts? No, nothing major, man. I, I think it's I, – I just think it's a spot where um, you, you take a shot on a guy like T.Y. Hilton at very low ownership. And this is just an ownership play. Uh, you know, it's got nothing to do with anything else. I mean, the Steelers have been playing okay, but I, I, I still think this is a spot where, you know, you can look at T.Y., he's always got a chance to take one to the house. So uh, that's kind of the, the approach I'm taking there. Outside of that, don't really want to play Marlon Matt. Um, you know, Jack Doyle's got a nice target share, but I, I don't want to play him this week. But T.Y., I just think this is purely a, a, an ownership leverage play. Uh, you know, you just kind of go over the field on him and hope that you get a nice return from him. Because he's got the targets this year, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, nothing's changed. He's still getting the targets. Love T.Y. this week. Yeah, the thing that stinks about Doyle because I was I was looking into him because like he's playing seventy two to seventy five percent of the snaps each week and Ebron's playing like thirty five to forty percent each week and like the problem is like Doyle's gonna have to score before they get inside the ten because yeah. right when they get inside the ten it's like hey I'm gonna throw everything to Eric Ebron yeah so, yeah. I think that, like, you could potentially play Doyle on DK and Ebron on, like, Fandle and Yahoo uh, because, like, Doyle's going to get more targets and more catches here. Ebron's probably going to score the touchdown. Just know that going in. <laughs> like, and, unless, like, we, we just get one of those rare ones. But And I don't hate Marlon Mack here. He's 6,300. He's just – he's a he's a bell, bell. Like, he's just going to get all the work. Like, all the work. He just plays, you know, a bunch of snaps – they did play Hines a little bit last week, but Marlon Mack is definitely worth looking at. Um, it really, like, McCaffrey and Cook are way up towards the top, and then there's a huge gap. So, like, yeah. it really depends on, like, am I playing one of those guys and some of these mid-tier guys, or am I playing three of the mid-tier guys and getting some wide receivers? Because it's kind of how the build's going to go this week. Um, the Pittsburgh side of things, this whole week – this whole week determines if uh, is on James Conner because if James Conner doesn't play, you know, Jalen Samuels becomes the best play on the slate. 
Yeah, he does. And, and, and look, that's another reason this week, man, I am on team jam them in. If I can get Jalen Samuels at 4K, I, there, there's no reason for me to fade him at that price. Um, you know, Benny Snell didn't practice this week, but I, 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 we'll see if he plays. I'd be willing to take a shot on Benny Snell too, by the way, but Jalen Samuels at 4K, man, he, he would be a lock and load. Without question, uh, you need to get him in your lineup. So, uh, But, you know, that, that's speculatory right now. Another guy th- that I like here that they've really been getting involved, man, Deontay Johnson. Uh, had seven targets last week or, or, or uh, Monday night. Uh, I'm going to throw out week six because Rudolph wasn't playing, but had eight in, in Baltimore, six in Cincinnati. You know, this is a guy we see it all the time with the Steelers. The number one guy gets covered. And the number two guy just racks up fantasy points. And so for 4,500, I, I like Deontay Johnson this week. Um, I think this is a good spot for him. Yeah, I think you can look at him for sure. Like, look at what he's done with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Yep. Um, you know, the week that Mason Rudolph didn't play quarterback, he had two targets. The weeks that Mason Rudolph had been back there, six, eight, and seven. So um, definitely like Deontay Johnson as a value play this week. Uh, we need value, Will. We need value. Like, yes. can't play 100% Taylor Gabriel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bucks and Seahawks, it's a 50-and-a-half total here. Seattle's favored by six in this game. You know, we are going to see these types of games all year when it comes to Tampa Bay Bucks. You're going to have to throw to beat them because they are very, very focused on stopping the run and just letting you pass all over them. So we're going to see shootout type of games all year from Tampa. Um, we've talked about it a lot in the recent, recently. Jameis is always in play. He's not my favorite. But, like, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, it seems like every week one of these two guys are going off. Every single week. And, you know, I think we kind of talked about that a little bit last week, that you could probably pair Jameis up with both of these receivers. And I just – I think it's the same philosophy again this week. Uh, I think you can pair them both. I know Evans had the really big game. Uh, but if you look at the targets, I mean, Godwin still had eight targets in that game. He just only had four catches for 43 yards. If he happens to catch a touchdown, um, you know, now he's got, you know, 16 points. So, I – this offense, in, in, in terms of the passing game, runs through both of these guys – I know Cameron Bray looks like, you know, he's a little banged up. Uh, we'll see if he plays. He had six targets. He's still really cheap at 3,100, um, so I don't mind him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. You know, if, if you like it, you get a $1,000 discount from Jameis to Russ on DK. And then, um, you know, in terms of the receivers, you know, Tyler Locke is the most expensive receiver in this game. Uh, but he doesn't have nearly the kind of production that Godwin and Evans have on a week-to-week basis. So, uh, you know, I, I think you take the discount with Godwin and Evans and then maybe run it back with Metcalf instead of Lockett. Yeah, as much as I love DK Metcalf, I think Tyler Lockett's going to have a big game this week. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to play DK Metcalf too. Just I'm throwing that out there. Um, like, I wish the tight end situation was better here. Like, Luke Wilson, like, really outsnapped Hollister last week. How much do we really want to weigh that game, um, you know, against Atlanta because they just manhandled oh, Atlanta God. that whole game? So, yes. 
if this becomes a shootout, like one of these tight ends could potentially get there. Tampa's giving up the second most fantasy points to tight ends this year. So if you want to take like a, a flyer, and, and I guess we didn't mention it, if OJ Howard sits, Cameron Brait becomes really good um, play this week. Yep. Uh, assuming that Brait plays because he's dealing with it, like a, a rib injury. So like I think they signed someone off the practice squad too. So I don't think I don't think Howard's going to play regardless. Yeah, like um, Anthony Alcare, Claire, right? Like something yeah. like that. So, uh, but yeah, I like Tyler Lockett, and, and you you nailed it. Like he's so expensive this week. But Will, I'm really hoping that lowers ownership a little bit because like this is a spot that he could have that 12 or 14 target game. Um, I, I know we haven't seen that recently, but like you know, this is a spot he could do it. And like, I like DK. I've, I've been saying it. He finally got the two touchdowns last week. He needed the two touchdowns to get there because he needed he did. anything else. Like yeah, he needed it, but like, he's just, his touchdown equity is so high. Will it's so high. He's such a big dude. And like, he's such a red zone threat. So uh, anything else here? No, man, I, I am good to go. Lions and Raiders, 15-and-a-half total. Oakland favored by two in this game. Um, I think this is everybody's favorite game this week. It should be everybody's favorite game this week. There, it would not shock me if a game stack from this game wins a tournament this week. There's so many different ways you can stack this game. If this game disappoints, obviously it will be disappointing. But, Will, you, you were all over Stafford last week. He goes from a good matchup to a phenomenal matchup. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm right back on the train. Now, keep in mind, I, I, I'm, I, I'm more on Kirk Cousins this week um, just just be, for various reasons. But Stafford, Stafford is definitely on the list, man. Um, he's not my favorite this week, uh, probably because he's everybody else's favorite. But you, you got to think, man, that Stafford, the Galladay connection will, will, will reveal itself yet again. Uh, it's, it's another top target of mine. Uh, I've been kind of waiting for T.J. Hawkinson to 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 have a, have another big game, and that's just not materializing. Uh, but I, I'm still going to keep him in the pool. I think he's a guy, you know, for his price. I think he just rolling back out there, and don't think twice about it. I'm not playing anybody in the running game. It's all Stafford. It's all Galladay. It's all Marvin Jones. I know everybody was on a massive tilt like the first two quarters because it looks like Galladay wasn't going to get there. Marvin Hall caught a long touchdown. Danny Amendola was burning everybody in the slot, and the world was on fire. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Galladay still ends the day with two touchdowns and over 100 yards. That's the type of guy he is. Stafford to Galladay yet again this week. And Amendola. Do not forget about Danny Amendola this week. Yes. Um, LaMarcus Joyner. LaMarcus Joyner is terrible slot corner. He's He might be worse than P.J. Williams, and that's saying a lot coming from me. For anybody that doesn't know – not a P.J. Williams guy. Um, LaMarcus Joyner is really, really bad. Like, he is a, a bottom bottom two cornerback on pro football focus. Like, he's that bad. So, it, it's a really good week to, to save some money with Danny, Danny Amendola. I don't Why mind playing. Yeah, like, it, uh, honestly, like, I don't know if I will do it, but, like, I am considering playing Amendola in cash this week. So, the thing that I love about Matthew Stafford this year is, like, he's just going to throw to who is ever open. And that's why you can never go wrong with Galladay, Jones, or Amendola because we don't know. Going into the game, we have no idea. Anybody that says they know, they don't know because whoever's open, Stafford's going to hit him because he's been that good this season. So, 
Love yeah. Galladay, like Marvin Jones, but I really like Danny Amendola this week. And Tyrell Williams, the gazelle, <laughs> scored again. Like, this yes, guy scored, again. <laughs> just, just his, his, his floor is a touchdown at this point. Um, <laughs> oh, and I wanted to mention, Will, really quick, before we move over to Oakland, I like Hawkinson this week, too. Like, he's yeah. a guy that has some sneaky upside this week. Um, anyway, uh, let's go over to Oakland here. Um, you know, I, I think you kind of have to get started with, like, a Josh Jacobs. Um, but Darren Waller is a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, man. Uh, there's no no other way to slice it. I mean, this guy for a tight end, I mean, this is what we were looking for in my opinion, out of your Ertz's of the world, out of your Kelsey's of the world. You know, you're looking for these guys to just dominate uh, and have a massive target share. And not only have a massive target share, but do something with it. And, you know, if you look at this team, Waller is leading the team in, in terms of target share on the season at 26.7. Next is Tyrell Gazelle at 19.5. Now, Tyrell's been, been hurt a little, bit, a little bit, but still, Waller's still dominating. Uh, obviously, this is a, a fantastic spot for him. I don't think there's any reason to fade Waller this week in cash, uh, you know, or, or tournaments, really. You know, with that being said, in my main team, I may not have them just because of the approach I'm taking. But in terms of what what you should do for, for the production, Waller's got to be your number one tight end this week. Um, outside of that, you know, we saw Hunter Renfro take one to the house last week. I'm not worried about that. It's it's all Tyrell and Darren Waller for me. I don't even think I'm going to play Josh Jacobs this week. Um, Tyrell the Gazelle, um, for sure. I this Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller, they're going to be trailing. Derek Carr's in play. Um, he's cheap. yes, he is. And uh, it's not like we have a ton of quarterbacks. Like you know, you know, we'll we'll get to you know the goat in the next game, but like we don't have a ton of quarterbacks and like. Roster construction leans more towards cheaper quarterbacks this week, so I think Derek Carr is, is definitely in play this week. Sure. Um, Packers and Chargers, 48 total. Green Bay favored by three in this one. Um, man, Aaron Rodgers has been fantastic. Like, you know, it's just been – nobody's really been able to stop him, and he's been able to do pretty much whatever he wants, and he's been missing his number one wide receiver. So, um Going into this game, let's talk Green Bay here. Uh, Devontae Adams is still um, limited. They don't need him right now. Like, why rush him back? Yeah. And, and let me say this too, man. I, I, obviously, I think Aaron Rodgers is a great play this week. Uh, really like, you know, obviously what, what he's been doing. But, Stevie, we, we, we got to talk about Aaron Jones here. Beast. Uh, this guy has been smashing – and, I mean, last week he had a 25% target share. Uh, I'm not expecting that this week. So, so let, let's not – you know, I'm not getting that, that excited. But he's been playing really well. And I think they found something in the, in the running back target, Stevie, because if you look at the week prior, Aaron Jones just missed a lot of these catches that would have been big, big gainers. In fact, even in this last game, he had one that he was on his way to the house and they called it back because he stepped out of bounds like 10 yards before the end zone. Could have been even more of a massive What was day. he doing trying to oh, – I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I didn't mean to interrupt I, you. Like, 
Nah, it's that, all good. No, it's all good, man. Bonehead play of the weekend. Even I don't care if he scored forty something fantasy points. Right, right. So should have had more. And if that's something that they're trying to do, if you look, if you've looked at the past two weeks, they've really tried to get him involved in the passing game. They're almost treating him like a McCaffrey type. They'll bring him out of the backfield and kind of throw him in the slot, get him one on one with a linebacker. If these are the types of things they're going to do. Aaron Jones has to be, you know, one of your top-ranked running backs this weekend. He is for me. I don't. Have, I just can't. I just don't have him over McCaffrey and, uh, and and Dalvin Cook. If for some reason I just feel really awkward with my lineup construction, Jones will replace one of either McCaffrey or Cook in my lineup. Yeah. See, right now I kind I currently have Jones in my cash, like my main build. I, I don't. Sit, I don't play a ton of cash, so. I usually say my main build, the, the team that I throw in, like, all the single-entry stuff. Um, yeah. Aaron Jones dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury. If he doesn't play for some odd reason, he's been dealing with this for a couple weeks now. If he doesn't play, Jamal Williams becomes a top three running back on the slate. Um, I, I still have a little tournament interest in Jamal Williams, but um, the other side of this game, Will, <laughs> Melvin Gordon just keeps scoring touchdowns. I don't love it. Um, but the guy that I love here is Mike Williams. Like, he's still really cheap. We need some value. And zero, goose egg, nada, zelch touchdowns on the season for Mike Williams, a dude that had such a high red zone target, la- like, target share last year. So there is positive regression coming for Mike Williams in the touchdown department. And I think this is a good week to look at him. Yeah, for sure, man. It definitely is. The price is at 4,600 or DK, very affordable. Um, so I, I'm with you, man. I, I think Williams is a guy that, that we can all play. Uh, Melvin Gordon is $5,000 though, people. I he know. Is 5K. I listen. I know in 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 real in real life, Gordon looks terrible, and they keep losing games, um, which they squeaked one out last week. But if, in terms of fantasy, at five K, you need to be looking at Melvin Gordon because you know last week he had eight carries for thirty one yards, three targets, two receptions. wasn't great, but got in the box, and it. They're intent on getting him the ball. And so I I just think at five if, – if he's going to be this cheap every week, you need to have exposure to him. I'm not saying I like it. Uh, he hasn't been playing as well as he did the past two seasons. But at this price, you need to have some exposure to him. He's got legit 30, 40-point upside. So here's the thing, right? Like, I, I agree with you. I think Melvin Gordon is definitely in play this week. But so if you're expecting – like Green Bay to be up on the Chargers and they're going to be playing two touchdowns behind. I think you have to look at Eckler. You you have to oh, yeah. like like if you're expecting a game script and like maybe you're doing it like on an Aaron Rodgers build. Like if you're building an Aaron Rodgers team, maybe you run it back with Eckler. Like I don't think I play Melvin Gordon on an Aaron Rodgers team. So that that's my opinion. Yeah. But. Gotcha. Um, all right, last one on the DraftKings and Fandle main slate, and then we'll get on to the fantasy draft main slate. Um, Browns, Broncos, 39 total. Cleveland favored by three in this game. Um, Nick Chubb is cheap across the industry. He's been the one, like, focal point of this offense that we've really been able to trust this season. And, like, 
if you're not playing Cook McCaffrey type builds, like I think you're definitely looking at Nick Chubb here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And Stevie, while we're on that, you know, I, I think the Cook McCaffrey bill is really going to come out if if this Jalen Samuels news comes to fruition or we get some really deep uh, running back value or wide receiver value, something like that opens up. I don't think a lot of people are going to be jamming them in this week, which is why I'm taking that approach for now. Um, but, yeah, Nick Chubb, I, I think he's in a good spot here against Denver. Denver has just been pre- pretty rough against the run. Um, you know, almost everybody has been, been been running wild. Even Marlon Matt, he didn't, he didn't run wild like we thought. But, I mean, he still had, I think, over 60 yards and a touchdown. And I, I think I, – I think, uh, uh, geez – Nick Chubb uh, can certainly do that and more. I mean, even in that first game, even though he had two fumbles, I mean, he was at eight carries for 85 yards against the Patriots. That should tell you all you need to know. Um, Nick Chubb, I mean, man, he's a phenomenal play this week. Uh, We just know he's probably not going to have a whole bunch of catches out of the backfield. Uh, Not a lot. I mean, he's at 12% on the season. But even still, man, I mean, he's got over 100 yards and two TD potential here. Uh, I'm with you. I like Nick Chubb. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, at some point Odell Beckham is, is going to get going. Uh, we just have to hope it's the right week. Um, but but he's definitely got some upside because I think a lot of people are, are hopping off of OBJ. He's at 6,600. Uh, hasn't been this cheap, I don't think, in a long time. I mean, well, you know, I mean, he was 6,800 against Seattle, 65 against New England. But in terms of the pricing, you know, long term, he hasn't been this cheap in a long time. So, I think this is a guy you can look at and, and uh, maybe you, you get a really high upside game for a really reasonable price on a guy that I think is going to be really low on this week. I think Jarvis Landry's in play too. Right? Yeah, 4,500. What's crazy is like he is averaging 12.1 fantasy points per game and Beckham's averaging 13.7 and their prices are $2,100 difference for a point, 1.6 fantasy points. Like that's crazy. So – yeah, I, I think Jarvis Landry is certainly somebody you could look at here, assuming that Beckham and Landry both play. Um, you know, moving on to like the Denver side of things, the whole another one of the guys that like it matters if he plays or not this week. Obviously, is going to be Lindsey. He's dealing with a wrist injury. Wrist injuries are not good for running backs. Um, Royce Freeman, even if Lindsey plays, I think Royce Freeman's interesting here because. A wrist injury takes one funky type of hit, and, like, Royce Freeman goes from, like, a 50% snap guy with a 12 to 15 touch guy to, like, a 75% snap guy to 18 to 22 touches. Right, right. And so, you know, and that's what I'm saying. This this is the value, I think, that, that we're looking for if you want to start getting really creative with some bills. And especially on a site like Fantasy Draft, man, where you could – essentially play four running backs. This could get really interesting if Lindsey's out and, and, and Connor out. You could essentially play the two best running backs or one of the best running backs, Chubb, and two of the cheap running backs. There's so many options you'll have. So uh, I, I'm really excited to see this unfold. The bottom line is if, if Lindsey is out, Freeman becomes an outstanding play because Joe Flacco will not be back there throwing the ball. Uh, we're going to get Mr. Allen, who, uh, you know, while he may be a veteran, I'm not expecting him to do a whole lot. 
against this bad Cleveland defense. So uh, I'm not I'm not really on the passing game as much. I, I was hoping that Deshaun Hamilton was kind of going to stick out and get going. Uh, he's 3,700, and maybe I, you know you get a little sprinkle of him. Uh, but I'm definitely not going to get hardly any exposure to the passing game. It's all running game for me this week in Denver. Yeah, and like. He's not a veteran, Will. Like he, this dude, he's been in the league for what two or three years. Um, I guess he's been on two or three teams, though. I know he was with the Rams. Um, yeah, but I think this is only his second team. I could be wrong. Um, he played college football at Arkansas, so like he's an yeah. SEC guy. So yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, I think he's been on three teams, but I can't remember which three. So. Anyway, um, he can't be worse than Joe Flacco. Let's be real. Flacco's been playing <laughs> terrible. So, like, oh, man. is it really going to get worse? Um, I don't know. Brandon Allen, he is 4,100. I'm not going to sit here and say that I won't have teams with Brandon Allen this weekend. Like, this dude, you know, he threw for 3,400 yards in the SEC in 2015. Like, I, I did a little research on this dude. Um, and he didn't look terrible in the preseason from what I can remember. So, like, the fact that, like, he was able to throw two touchdown passes against Alabama in college, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, is this matchup really that bad? No. Like, he's facing Cleveland. They, they've been terrible on defense this season. So, like, I will have a couple shares of, like, Brandon Allen, Court and Sutton teams, Brandon Allen, Noah Font teams, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Brandon Allen, Royce Freeman teams. Um, this is a this is a slate that I like, so I probably will end up like playing a hundred and something teams. So, um, I definitely will have some shares of Brandon. He's forty one hundred. Like, if you're realistically wanting to play McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, like Brandon Allen's forty one hundred at quarterback. Right. If he right, puts up sure. twenty and those guys put up thirty apiece, you're off to the races. So, for 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 what is worth, I will say this. I do like to jam them in, build more on FanDuel than I do on DK this week. You can do it on DK, but uh, – and a lot of it, like I said, is because I'm playing the Redskins defense. But on FanDuel, I, I love the jam them in approach. It, it works really well. Patriots and Ravens, 45 total. New England favored by three and a half in this game. This game is on the main slate on Fantasy Draft, our sponsor. Um, New England Patriots here up against Baltimore. Baltimore's past defense has gotten a little bit better with Jimmy Smith coming back, but still not the best defense in the world. Um, what do you like here for the Patriots? Yeah, man. I mean, Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman. I mean, the guy's been a machine. Uh, every week he's, you know, practicing limited because he's got this chest injury, and every week he's seemingly catching 20 passes and getting in the end zone now. Um, I do think, you know, Muhammad Sanu will will continue to progress. You know, I think they'll get – put more packages together for him. Uh, but but all in all, I mean, Julian Edelman, man, has just been outstanding. Had a 34.4% target share last week. Uh, amazing. At 26.6 on the season. James White, the same thing. Which His targets were down a little bit last week. Muhammad Sanu came in week one at a 15.6% target share, but he, he wasn't on the field for, for all of that, uh, for all the all the snaps. So I uh, I do think Sadu's going to progress, but still, man, Julian Edelman has been amazing. On, on, on a site like Fantasy Draft where you can get him in, I think he'll have low ownership this week. Uh, he's one of my top plays on Fantasy Draft. 
yeah, like, you know, Edelman has to be a top play on a PPR site. Um, he's more expensive. They finally increased his price. Um, he's been a little cheap. He's coming off a 27-and-a-half-point game. But, like, you just know going in that, like, he's probably going to have seven to ten catches. Like Yeah, for, like, for at least 50 to 70 yards. He's got, like, 15, 15 fantasy points almost every week. It's, it's ridiculous. And this probably is going to be one of the closer games that New England plays. Like, let, let's be real. They, they've had some pretty easy games and, like, haven't had to, like, play a lot of fourth quarters. Like, play a lot of fourth quarters. Yeah. So, um, Muhammad Sanu played 55% of the snaps. We expect that to increase. This is one of the hardest um, offenses in football to learn. And we, we always see guys that get traded, you know, it takes about a week. But Sanu is interesting at 8,900 over there on Fantasy Draft. I think he's certainly somebody you could potentially look at here. Um, outside of that, I, I don't I, – James White, I don't like Sonny Michelle in this matchup. I like James White a lot more. Um, I think he has more upside. He's 8,400. Um, and then going to the Ravens side, Will, I know this defense has been fantastic this season. But Lamar Jackson is going to get his. Like, he's going to get his. <laughs> like, is he – first of all, he's 11-9 on Fantasy Draft, which isn't cheap. Um, he's the fifth highest priced quarterback on the slate. Wish he was a little bit cheaper. I wish he was getting, like, that discount. There's some really cheap quarterbacks that are really solid plays over there on Fantasy Draft this week. But Lamar Jackson's still going to put up 25 fantasy points here. Yeah, man. Um, let, let's hope. But I actually, in this spot, I'd be willing to take a shot on the Patriots defense. So on fantasy, I know draft, you would, Will. I know. If, if 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 we think that the Patriots are who we think they are, then we need to be playing the Patriots. I mean, they're pretty much like a third running back on your team at this point in terms of fantasy production. Um, so. Yeah, the crazy thing about Lamar Jackson is he can still put up a big game and the Patriots defense can still put up a big game. If he rushes for over 100 yards and he throws for, you know, 150 and a touchdown, he, he's having a big game. And, uh, you know, if the Patriots get a few sacks, they get a few turnovers, they stand up with a big game. Uh, so I, 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 like, I like both ends of the spectrum. I like both sides of the probabilities there. I'm still going to be more inclined to side with the Patriots defense on this one, which means I wouldn't be playing a whole lot of uh, uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, the guy's been outstanding on the ground, still putting it in the air a little bit. But I, I, I'm just not betting against the Patriots defense right now. Um, yeah, fair enough. Monday Night Football, Dallas at New York, taking on Dallas and the Giants. Um Man, oh, man, this is a game – we might get a Monday night shootout here. Like, the Giants' defense has been so bad, and Daniel Jones has been able to move the ball. Barkley's been really good. Like, uh, I don't know, man. This seems like a spot that Dallas um, – all these guys are really, really strong plays. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, you know, you look at what's happening. Like, Zeke had a 28% target share in week seven. Don't expect that this week, obviously. But um, – you know, he's at 13% of the season. You know, obviously they, they ramped up his uh, his snaps, didn't, didn't play a whole lot on the front end of the season. I know that's only going to increase. 
Um, I think he ends the season probably around 18, 20% target share. Michael Gallup on the season's at 23, Amar's at 21. Amar set out some games. Gallup set out some games. Uh, but, you know, three amigos here, Elliott, Cooper, and Gallup, should, should be able to do whatever they want to do against this defense. Um, you know, we've still kind of been waiting for a pretty big Zeke game. I, I think Zeke is in a phenomenal spot here. Now, I don't think he'll have any trouble uh, running the ball here. And so I, I like Zeke. Uh, I, I like this whole Dallas offense. Gallup, Cooper, Zeke, Witten, um, coming off of a bye week, getting an extra few days. Um, definitely like them here up against the Giants. We'll have to see what the showdown pricing looks like. It's not out yet. Um, on the Giants side of things, like Evan Ingram's in a good spot here. They've the the Cowboys have really struggled with tight ends. Uh, Daniel Jones likes throwing him the football, which is always nice. Um, Will on this show last week, I said I hope Daniel Jones goes and he looks at the tapes and he realizes how much Saquon Barkley was open underneath. They listen, Will. Uh, they listen to Coach Stevie. Yes. Sa- Saquon Barkley had 10 targets last week. They took advantage of those easy open looks. And Daniel Jones had a monster game. I am so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't, aren't we all? Um, yeah, Saquon had himself a day. Uh, and, you know, the more he plays, he's going to continue, hopefully, to get more healthy. Um, for those of you that, that have played sports out there, you know how it is. You come off an injury, you know, you go through your rehab. Uh, make sure you're okay. You get out there, you play one week, you're like, okay, I made it through this week. You get more treatment. You're feeling a little better the next week. You're feeling a little better the next week. And as long as he doesn't re-aggravate anything, uh, I really think Saquon is about to take off in his offense. So uh, this is another spot for him where I think he could have a big game as well, um, especially, especially because, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys do trust their linebackers to get outside. You know, they, they, they let these guys run around and fly around. Uh, and I think that's going to be a matchup problem if Saquon gets outside. So, uh, I like Saquon here. I think it's a good spot. Golden Tate, man, should just have a monster game out of the slot. Really like him. And, uh, you know, I, God, this, this Darius Slayton kid on limited targets just keeps churning out production. So, I think on a showdown slate – I don't think you roll him in the captain, but I definitely think you get your fair share of him. Uh, he seems to just get it done. Yeah, I like that call for sure. Um, Golden Tate, as long as Shepard's out, is going to continue to get a bunch of looks too. So a lot of different ways to approach this one. Um, let's fire up the morning grind game here using the main <laughs> slate and using DraftKings pricing. Um Let's look at um, running back for 100 rushing yards, not in the top five. Who do you got? Oh, boy. I think one, two, three, four, five. Man, this is a tough one for me because there's there's not a lot after this top five this week. Um, Give me Marlon Mack. All right. I feel like if I say Aaron Jones, it's cheating. Um, I'm yeah, he's go right. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I figured that's where was, you were headed this week. If it was 100 total yards, I would take Singletary for what it's worth. Um, gotcha. Wide receiver for over 100 receiving yards, not in the top five. Um, man, see, I'm kind of in the – 
in the uh, in the value bin this week. I'm, I'm going to give you a guy that I think is going to be pretty long. Give me Robbie Anderson. I like him Man, this week. That was my guy. Good. G- pick. G- give me Anderson this week. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't write it down. I would have been mad. Um, <laughs> John Brown. John Brown breakout yep. game. It's coming. Um, give me a tight end for a touchdown this week, Will. Not in the top five. Man, I'm, I'm going right back to the well. Uh, g- give me John New Smith yet again. As long as Walker's out. Um, I've already said it. Eric Ebron, like, he's just going to score touchdowns. Just go ahead and chalk that up. Um, give me an under 5K flex to score 20. Man, so many of those. Um, let's see. Let's let's give the people something good here. Give give me give give me Sammy Watkins. I like that one. It looks really good if Mahomes plays too, uh, but it looks good either way. I, I think everybody knows mine is Taylor Gabriel. Um, the, the the long touchdowns happen. Like you guys can tweet me on Sunday after he scores that long touchdown, or you can tweet me when he puts up two fantasy points. Either way, uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, give me a quarterback for three hundred plus yards, not in the top five. Well, well, man, this this is kind of, this is almost too easy. It's, it, this is too easy this week. Get get give me Sam Darnold, man, fifty nine hundred against Miami. If he's going to do it, this has to be the week. Mitchell Trubisky does not shock anybody. I'm telling you, he's my guy. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna live or die by Chicago Bears this week. Um, they make a lot of sense to game stack with other games. They're cheap, and I can get in what I want to get in with um, high end wide receivers and running backs and other spots. So hopefully, Mitchell Trubisky does not disappoint. Hopefully, I get one of those like patented thirty Mitchell thirty point tri- Mitchell Trubisky games, but. I'll even take 20. Give me 20 at 5,000. I'll, I'll take four X. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Will? Nah, man. Just say hey, Washington Redskins defense. Favorite defense on the week. All righty. On that note, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. Hopefully, we don't have two of the best plays on the slate fighting each other on Friday. He is <laughs> Chief Justice of Six. I'm Stevie. Enjoy trick-or-treating with your kids or if you're going um, handing out candy. So have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow.